welcome to Carry On. Hi, guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. He's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. Oh. <laughs> It's Omni now, yeah. so it's more... It's, it's Omni. It's omni not direct omnipresent. Check to Omni-sibilance. Hey everyone, and welcome to Carry On, the Sex and the City podcast. I'm Alec Wells. I'm Cat Wells. And with us tonight is the magnificent, the melodic, the sometimes melancholy, <laughs> the magnanimous, <laughs> did I already say magnificent? Yeah. The maleficent. Whoa. The... Mercurial. Ooh, mm. very true. True. Uh, Joe Gillette. Hi, everyone. Hi, Joe. What is this, a three-peat or a four-peat? This is my third. Oh, great. It's, it's a three-peat. Joe's been on the podcast a couple of times. Yes. Can we listen to a Joe Gillette track? Oh, Certainly. No one could love me better I never planned on finding my forever, but here would I find? Cause I found you. Here would I find? Wow. wow. Joe. <laughs> it's it's your your handsome, Thank first you. of all, which is you know that upon just seeing Some people you. have it all. Wow. So you're handsome, which was would would get the interested party to approach uh-huh. and they're like okay well maybe this will just be like some idiot that i'll sleep with sure. but then they talk to you yeah and they're like wait a minute he's yeah. charming wait too. a minute he's also on tv i love tv oh yeah. i love tv <laughs> then they listen to your music and their pants just fly off yeah that's been the story of my life that's the pattern yeah. it's hard to function in yeah. the world when you're so revered yeah they're like is that that guy from that KFC commercial, yeah. and you're like, that is, that's me. Yeah, that's, I'm that guy. Yeah. Is that that guy who just was on Blackish? Yeah, yeah, right. that's the guy. Yeah. It must be so hard for you to go on dinner dates because your dates' clothes just fly off when they see you. Where it can is. you go? Um, we, I, I, I cook a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and then of yeah. course that reinforces. Right. And I live at a studio apartment, so we're already in my bedroom. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do you eat dinner on the bed? I never have. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I consider it a good night if I'm eating dinner in bed and then I just kind of fall asleep while yeah, I'm eating. That's sort of like a hotel vibe. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Well, I remember one time Kat and I went to Disney and it was like we had one of those amazing Disney days where you're exhausted yes. at the end of the day. You're also really hungry. It was probably like 1230 yes. at night. And we were like, let's get Wendy's. Let's be bad oh, and get oh Wendy's. Oh my God, you're right. On the way home, we and did. And we got Wendy's and we ate it in bed and sort of fell asleep while we were eating it. Yes. <laughs> that is next like, level. That is next level. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, a, that's the kind of intimacy that yes. the women in this episode are looking for. <laughs> yeah. I think you know. so. Ultimately. So we just finished watching episode 40. Uh, I'm sorry. This is episode 46 of Carry On, but it's up at season three, episode 16 of Sex and the City, entitled Frenemies. 
Uh, directed by Michael Allen Spiller. He's directed other episodes of Sex and the City, written by Jenny Bix. It aired October 1st, Happy Halloween. Oh, fantastic. 2000. I have a lot of things to say mm-hmm. about this episode. And yeah. I, I'm trying to decide how how brazen I want to be with my opinion. Um, I, I, I want to Why lead would you this hold discussion. Back? Well, I want to I lead into this discussion with, okay, I co-host the Sex and the City podcast, so clearly I love the show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the things that you love, you give <laughs> constructive criticism to. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of batty shit in this episode. I, I'm, I'm hoping that if I give them this criticism, they can still sort of you know, like, repair this episode somehow. There's still time, right. is what I'm saying. There's time yes. six, 16 years later. Yeah. I would say that this is one of those um, so bad it's good episodes. There's, uh, some, there's, some, there's some nuggets of, like, great stuff in here that I'm sure we'll touch on, but yeah. yes, there is a lot of very silly stuff. My yeah. opinion is... It's mostly terrible, this episode. Terrible? Yes. It's mostly wow. terribly written. Terribly yeah. written. Not yeah. not, not wow. performed. Wow. I think there's some fun ideas in it. I like your strong opinion. I I, I, str- I struggle with telling you this. I do. But uh, I, I have yeah. to be honest. This is a safe space. Yeah. We're on Joe's bed. Yes, yeah. we're all He's on my cooking bed us dinner Wendy's. on a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so I... We'll get into the specifics of it, but I I think that a lot of this episode, they, the Ginny Bix or the writers had had a lot of places they wanted to get at by the end of the episode that they to, that they they didn't earn right. because they were moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think there were places they wanted to get to at the end of the episode with with. Samantha's storyline with Charlotte's storyline, the sorority sisters, and the yeah. sort of bond between the two of them, and it it just felt rushed to me in a way that didn't. I mean, the think about this: the best episodes of Sex in the City, you believe they are real people, and uh-huh. you believe what they're going through. Yeah, it, it can be a little off the wall. It doesn't always have to be completely grounded, but to me, this felt more like a sitcom episode. It feels where, like they were like, telling us what they wanted us to feel instead of showing us like some characters and, and letting us learn. Yes, and they were like, here's some zany things that happened. I also, um, I guess, why don't we go ahead and just sort of start digging in if that's might okay as with well. you guys. Um, let's start with Carrie's storyline because this is one of the reasons I don't like watching this episode is <laughs> Carrie's storyline. Yeah. I love when you're having a hard time watching. So it's Carrie, pretty entertaining. So Carrie has been given the opportunity. Yeah, right? this is another one of those moments where we really see her flaws, yes. warts and all. Carrie's been given the opportunity to teach a, a class at the learning annex for 300 bucks a pop in two thousand dollars yeah which, which was is, like a million dollars yeah. well yeah it's technically it's a million point yeah. five in two, 2016 dollars yeah here's the plan we get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars <clears throat> Don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. 
Virtucon alone makes over $9 billion a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Okay, then. We hold the world ransom for... $100 billion. I mean, back in 2000, if we had the money we had now but had it then... Oh, man. I was yeah. 15. Forget it. <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do with it. You'd be buying do. all the Wendy's when for all like the girls. When I got a $100 gift card when I was 15, it yeah. was like... Well, see you, you know guys later. You were like Scrooge McDuck in yeah. like your, or I don't yeah. know. I'm Honestly, probably mixing cards. When I get a $100 gift card now, yeah, no. I'm still <laughs> like, oh yeah, baby, oh I'm God. rolling in it. My face walking into Target with a gift card. Oh, Forget Target it. gift Shit cards are the best. Yeah. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, so Carrie's been given the opportunity to teach a class at the learning annex called Bright Lights Date City. That's right. Uh, where she is going to coach single women. Somewhere around three, a room full of 300 women. Yeah. And um, she uh, she arrives at the class, and her reputation precedes her. Mm-hmm. It is filled to the brim yeah. to her surprise. single ladies. Yeah. 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 She, she's so surprised she can't even put her purse down for yeah. the first, like, I don't know, forever. Down. And it drives me nuts. And, yeah. But you know what? I, I try, like, I had a moment with myself because every time I watch this episode, I'm annoyed that she doesn't put her purse down. But then I realized, like, I think that was probably a choice. And I'm going to tell myself as a bedtime story that it was an SJP choice because she always has very specific ideas about Carrie, of course, but also physically about Carrie. Yeah. Anything that will make Carrie feel physically awkward and real and grounded and I think she probably was like Carrie doesn't publicly speak often so she probably doesn't like she's like just holding her purse because it's like a comfort it's like a safety blanket and so she doesn't I'm I'm thinking it through perhaps more than they did but I don't think so I think she thought about it you're definitely thinking about it more than Carrie thought about this class because she literally walked in with no lesson plan nothing she sort of had like a pre-prepared 20 second monologue she did which she ended with saying bright bright uh bright bright lights bright lights date Date city. city Hello. Uh, gosh, I'm flattered that so many of you ladies showed up to hear me talk. Well, um, the fact is, I've had a lot of experience with men. Some of it good, some of it bad, and some of it very, very ugly. Wow. Well, there are two million single men in the city. I have dated about a million of them. Um, and all these men are right outside your door. So the next time you step out in the morning with your shoes and your toad and your traveling cappuccino, take a look around because I'm telling you, our little metropolis, it is stacked with men. You never know who you're going to run into. You can turn a corner and boom, bright light state city. (laughs) And then laughed at her own joke. And I'm like, what are you going to do for the other 59 minutes and 40 seconds? I do appreciate that she sort of held for applause or laughter after the monologue to which like it was just deafening silence. But what an asshole move. Yes. To show up completely unprepared for a class you're supposed to teach and are being paid to teach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, one of the first things they tell you 
like uh, in, when you're negotiating is never negotiate against yourself. And Carrie just continues to negotiate against herself and give reasons why she shouldn't be teaching this right. class. Yeah. And it becomes very apparent to the students in the class that Carrie, wh why would they pay this money? I mean, it's infuriating to yeah. me. It's infuriating to me that they paid money and they were looking for answers. And Carrie just, she gave no thought no. to what she was going to say. And she in like this negates class. it right away. She's yeah. sort of like, I don't really have like, you know, that much expertise when it comes to men, and like, I don't really. And then they, they just want specifics. Like they want they want to know like where can I meet a guy? Tell me bars. Yeah. Give me a list. She doesn't even have like three or four. She, ready no, to she go. comes up with the one she just heard about this yeah. morning. She's a yeah. Samantha yeah. told her about it. And then the what the Mickey Mantles or something. Yeah. And then the woman is like, oh I went there, they're all married. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. So but th this actually the scene is a good example of why I feel like this episode just doesn't totally hit the mark. And it's the end of the scene where one student stands up after the class starts berating Carrie rightfully one student stands up and says, hey. Hey, hey, come on, why? She's older than us. We can learn something. Let's listen to her. At least she's older than us. And maybe she, and to me that, that felt burn. like a sitcom joke, like a sitcom button that yeah. didn't feel grounded in reality. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's because I respect Sex and the City so much and that they do such a great job 99% of the time that this episode just felt a little not even fluffy it just felt a little maybe lazy is the I think the lazy word is a I good word because use. because I wouldn't call it fluffy because I think what they were trying to do could have maybe artfully been done and and I would argue one of the mo more most serious moments of the show and yeah. storylines occurs in this episode yeah. and it's a shame it's couched in all this nonsense yeah it is yeah. you it know is. Yeah. in some ways but and we'll and get to charlotte i'll say yeah. what the other thing that's that's too bad about um this episode sort of not not reaching the pinnacles that the others do is that we so rarely get a truly single carry and it's so fun when she's single and there was sort of a missed opportunity here i yeah. think just in terms of oh my god it's an episode where she's single let's do something fun mm -hmm. um you know we didn't we didn't really get to see her be single carry yeah yeah she, she's, in this episode she's kind of like you know helping everybody else yeah mm -hmm. and yeah, sitting at home true. and eating tv dinners yeah which is kind of fun it's like you know you get to you understand she's in a lull mm -hmm. she's just sitting at home every night writing and sort of like yeah, you know, witnessing every everyone else's storylines for the most part, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, and very rare that that actually happens. Yeah, that she's sort of more uh, like the Gandalf of the episode, right. like guiding everyone else around. But yeah. but she's not, you know, like intimately involved. Um, so I guess the only other scene for her really that involves this learning annex is she returns. <laughs> she first of all. She's just gonna Carrie, blow it off. Alex she's is just gonna right blow now. off yeah. the second class because it didn't go the way she wanted because she wasn't. I like how she blames. Yeah. She blames the students right. in her scene with uh, with Miranda. Yeah. How do you blame the students for this? How do you blame the students for this? They showed up looking for the information you agreed to give them, and then you just decided you didn't have that information, and then you just you just gonna blow off the second class. Have yeah. you guys ever taught a class? 
Like, has anyone ever approached you to do any kind of workshop or anything like that? I've, I've done it a couple of times. I No, um, I will be hosting a screen. I had a friend does backyard screenings of movies, and he's he's asked me and my Boys and Ghouls podcast co-host Marshall to introduce and host, like, kind of a trivia and, like, kind of a, an introduction to yeah. a screening of The Lost Boys. Yeah. In, uh, he does, like, backyard screenings. I'm nervous a little because yeah. that's such an interesting. I was really nervous. Thing. What I did you really, What did I, you I've, do? I've done three years in a row. I've I've taught an improv um, workshop for kids. Whoa! Um, oh wow! And cool. it's like a couple hours long, and they're all like dancers. It's like this. It's like this week long dance intensive um, in Thousand Oaks, and then they've. I know some of the girls that teach there, and they were like, the kids would would have a great time if you did this acting class, or like an improv class. And I spent like a lot of time preparing for that. Of course, that. you did because someone gave you the responsibility. Yeah. And and there's like a thing where so it's it's funny to watch Carrie, who who was like maybe gonna blow it off, mm-hmm. and then the second time she's kind of like you know on the fly is like we're gonna go do this other thing. But for me, I was thinking about like when people have paid money for a thing. And they're looking to you as like an expert in some way. There's like a lot of pressure yes. on on you to like have your shit together. Yes, yeah. you know. And I think like she's in a lot of you, in her life and her work. She's very professional, I mm-hmm. would say, and like takes it very seriously. So it was it was just an interesting, I think, storyline to have her kind of be unprofessional. And, yes. and and not have it. I together. don't know. We see her later. Like I mean, for the most part, yes. I I, I think. We could we could say with some authority that she does turn her columns in on time, generally speaking. But like I don't know, later there's a there's a an episode where she's she's getting uh, phone calls from her editor and she's ignoring them because oh, yeah. she's afraid that like some he's trying to tell her something bad and then she runs into him on the street and he's like they want to option your columns into a book and she's like oh yeah. I don't know. I think Carrie's kind of irresponsible. Yeah, that's true. They, they. I, I do appreciate that the episode does not glorify her in any way. It's it, yes. it intentionally shows that she's who being she is. irresponsible, yes. and they they definitely make her look dumb yes. when she doesn't have a lesson plan yes. laid out um, because she's sort of just like uh, floundering in the class mm-hmm. so you know she I don't know like decides that okay maybe I shouldn't blow off this second class and shows up uh, and there are significantly fewer women maybe six or seven left What uh, of what originally was probably a hundred or a mm-hmm. hundred and twenty and um, I, she does do something that I think is cool, and she redeems herself by uh, telling the women, you know, you're never going to meet men by sitting in this room, so let's all go to a bar and meet some men. Now, a couple things about that. <laughs> I am, a, I, especially when I was younger, um, lots of social anxiety. Especially if I had to go to a bar and try and pick up a woman, which I've literally never done. Have you tried to do? One time I had a really sad... (laughs) I had a really sad evening where me and two guys were like, we're going to go... This was like 10 years ago or something. We were like, we're going to go out to the bar and pick up women. And uh, wow... Did we just not do that? Oh. We went to the bar and just stared at each other, and none of us got up the courage 
to do it in probably um, when I eventually do go to hell, I'll have to just replay that night over <laughs> and over again of just being so cringeworthy. And like, you know, it's like three guys, none of us <laughs> who want to do it or approach anyone, but are sort of like trying to push each other and talking about yeah. it. And like, yeah, just go talk to that girl. Go talk to that other guy and be like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and the other awful. one guy who's definitely still not going to do it saying like, come on, do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't you do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so my, my point there being that, uh, these poor women are probably not prepared at all, but you know what? That's okay. Because that's sort of the point, which is you're never going to be, you're never going to be prepared to go out there and meet a man. So let's all just go together. Kat, I I want your take on this. Oh boy. Um, women approaching men at bars. I'm not a great person to ask because I've never really lived that life. Um, ha, but what do you my, think about that? My my feeling is um, you're going to bat a thousand. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't uh-huh. need any oh, help. Oh, I see yeah. your point, which is that these women are like, Carrie's like, go ask that guy for a light. And she's like, uh, um, I'm already yeah. lit. I don't know. And Carrie's like, stubbing out her cigarette, go. Yeah. And the woman's like... Okay. I feel like this is women are yes decidedly at an advantage. Two thousand in a bar. Yes. Yeah. And you like I feel like back then I I feel like now people go to bars with their friends for their friends and I think it can be intimidating to go to a bar to like try to meet people because there is a uh, like a sort of a clickiness that happens. Yes. And it it it, it feels um hard to penetrate that to have a real conversation with someone. So there's like this implied thing where if I go up to a girl at a bar, I feel like she's already projecting that like, oh, this guy's trying to sleep with me mm-hmm. and I'm fighting against that the whole time. Even yes. if I just wanted to like say hello or yes. like there was something interesting that sure. happened. But I feel like as a woman, um, you could pretty much go up to any guy yeah. and that, that guy's not going to like shut you down. No. Um, he's gonna have a conversation. With there, you at the yes, very least. there are there are definitely situations in my life um, where I feel incredibly derpy and like uncomfortable and socially like the like I make a I make a derp out of myself plenty of times. But I have zero qualms about speaking with anyone in a social situation like that because I am a. Uh, I mean, th- and these are just the facts. This is nothing I've I've done to earn this. I am a I am a white. I'm a thin white blonde woman. I can I can approach anyone I want. Of yeah. course. Like and like I I'm sure yes and that's that's um uh that's uh, it's so interesting that when you asked me that you were like women approaching men in bars and I was like what are you getting at? Because I've never had to think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because I don't it's because uh w- like white lady privilege. If like I, 100% yeah. I've never you're blowing my mind because I've never had yeah. to think about how easy that is for me to just make a conversation with someone whereas like for men, men it's agonize like over absolutely it. oh, it's, yeah it's, it just never occurs. You I've could never argue that it's it. like a big part of why men are terrible human beings yes <laughs> is this like simple yeah. idea of talking to a girl in a public place wanting to try to make some kind of connection with them feeling like they don't have a chance to do that or doing it and getting rejected like there's a lot that comes out of those situations mm-hmm. that i feel like in this episode there's sort of you know there's a class about how to meet men and i and i understand that everyone has different like 
you know, you could have social anxiety or you could struggle to, you know, keep a conversation fun and light or whatever. But I think in general, you know, I'm not necessarily, I, I don't approach, I would never approach. I just don't, it's not like yeah. how, where I live. But if a girl comes up to me and starts talking to me, like my mind, it would be blown. Yes. Like, and, and we would talk for however long she wanted to talk. Right, but yes. it seems as though, that's a good point, in this scene where Carrie's coaching these women, it seems as though she's coaching a group of men who don't know how to approach women yes. versus like yeah. a group yes. of women who should Which have Which is a thing. No pro- right. Like right. how to pick up girls. Yeah. Oh, like the, like, um. The, uh, what's his name? Yes, the game. Guy. The game. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yes. Negging women and yes, all of that uh, stuff. Michael Hawking. Douglas. Yes, Peacock. Michael Douglas in The Game. Yes. <laughs> 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 great film. <laughs> it is a great film. Um, I, just so you know, every single man. And, and Joe can attest to this. We're all on a group chat together, and we'll text each other if a woman approaches a man yes. in a bar, and it's never happened. It's an empty group. Yeah, it's an it's empty chain. It's just well, sometimes we check in, still nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. You're crying. Yeah. Still nothing. Yeah. But wait, we have to talk about Miranda and her um, her stood up date. Yes, let's talk about that. So um, I'm ready. So at the opening of of Miranda's storyline, uh, she uh, has a has a blind date, or it's, I guess it's not a blind date. It's just a first date. Yeah, the first they, they met at Starbucks. Met. Yeah, oh, that's Starbucks. Right. She did that hey, thing. Hey, we know what Miranda's drink at Starbucks is. It's a latte. It's yeah. a latte. Wow. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's simple. It's direct. Yeah. 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 So she got like a brand new dress from Barney's. Yep. She's she ready to go out. Which seemed more like a skirt with a shirt, but whatever. Yes. Whatever. And then she's waiting around. Three hours pass. Oof. Yep. Not good. She calls Carrie. Hello? Okay. My date is three hours late. I'm being stood up, right? Maybe he got lost. Carrie? Well, doesn't look good. Oh. And I'm wearing a new dress from Barney's and I'm eating out of plastic. Oh, man, I'm sorry. He doesn't even know me. The least he could do is wait to get to know me before he rejects me. Yeah, that's illegal dumping. It's crazy. This hasn't happened to me since I'm 27. I'm older. I should know better. I thought I got a little smarter about picking him now, you know? I can't believe guys still stand girls up. I can't believe I'm eating a frozen dinner. I'm such a cliche. You want to grab a drink or something? No, I can't. I have to work. I agreed to teach these stupid learning annex classes. They're calling it Bright Lights Date City. Oh, I'm so embarrassed for you. Hey, they're paying me 300 bucks a pop. It's a seminar on where to meet men. Apparently, I'm an expert. Tell them to steer clear of Starbucks. Who would pay for something like this? Now? Maybe me. <sighs> okay, gotta go. This dress is making a mockery of me. I'm sorry, sweetie. Bye. Please. Hi. Um, I stood up. It's been three hours. And she's like joking with her and making up excuses. Maybe he got lost. Mm, you know? Yeah. Carrie. So then Miranda says. Miranda, Carrie's voiceover is like, now if Miranda got stood up when she's 24, it's a different story. She mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything about it. But, but now, now, as a 30-something woman. She's 34. Mm-hmm. 34. So she's going to do something about it. So she has his home phone number. So she calls the number, and a woman's voice answers the phone. Yes. Will may have given her the cold shoulder, but he had also given her his home number. Hello? Hi, is Will there? Who's speaking, please? Miranda Hobbs. Miranda, this is Will's mother. Will! Will's mother! 
I don't know how you raised your son, but he just stood me up for a date. Will died today. It's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> and then uh, she says, hi, can I speak with... What's Will. his name? Will? Yeah, Will. 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 Which is clever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see where you're going. And so, yeah, so then she says, um, uh, I'm... I, I'm, I want to talk to Will, and then the, the woman's voice says, "Who's this?" So this is Miranda Hobbs, and and who's this? Who is this? Yeah. This is Will. This is Will's mother. Yes. Yeah. And then Miranda, well, here's my opportunity. Give her that what for? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you raised your son. Oh, yeah. he stood snap. me up. Yeah. Tonight, and then the mother says, "Will died this afternoon." <laughs> <laughs> Her reaction is so perfect, though. Cynthia yeah. Nixon oh, is so good. Oh, she says not a word. No, not a word. But she says everything. Yeah. yeah, she's like, you can see her wheels turning, trying to figure out how to reply, and yeah. we never see the reply. Cynthia Nixon is, is, really is a, a, an absolute yeah. Yeah. goddess, yeah. god of all people. Maybe it's just this episode in general, but something about this storyline was just a little lifeless. Okay. No gay. Uh, no, yeah, I thought this. I thought this storyline was great. Um, no, it was it's, good. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, well, I, I, there's something I want to say about um, something that happens a couple times in this episode that uh, just now occurred to me because I've watched this episode a bunch of times. Unlike Alec, I will punish myself with kind of the like not the great episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll just rewatch all of them. Um, and but despite the fact that I've seen this episode several times. It didn't occur to me how much um, Carrie and Miranda hand-holding there is in this episode. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, uh-huh. um, you know, they're, they're, they're walking and talking in the beginning of the episode, um, I think. And then they, they definitely are holding hands at the wake. So Carrie agrees to go with Miranda, who has agreed to go to this wake uh, out of sheer uncomfortableness. She says to the mom, like, of course I'll come and pay my respects. Uh, and rather than just not showing up because who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, not, not to be insensitive, but like she doesn't know this person. Yeah. She's true to her word. She shows up, she brings Carrie, and they're holding hands, kind of walking down the receiving line, heading mm-hmm. toward the casket. And then li- after, uh, later, which we'll get to, where, where, uh, they, Miranda finally realizes what an asshole the guy that Carrie used to date is, they're holding hands walking down the street. And I just realized how much they're, they're holding hands. And then I felt like crying because the only other time I can think of in this series, and there may be more, but I think about Carrie grabbing Miranda's hand at Miranda's mother's funeral, mm. jumping mm-hmm. out of the pews and just yes. jumping up and grabbing her and holding on to her and women friendships and... I could just, I could just shit. Yeah, I love it it's so really much. Beautiful. That's all. It's just, I just noticed they were very physically close in this yeah. episode, and um, and and you know, it's. I don't know if it has something to do. Carrie, you know, Carrie's just. She's so she's just so loyal. She is yeah. a loyal friend. It doesn't yeah. mean that she's not. I mean, jo, before the microphone, before we started rolling tonight, Joe and Alec and I were having a conversation about um about friendships and trying to Joe, you were pointing out like kind of trying to um be honest with yourself about how well you're doing with your friendships and you know, like we all fall short because we are human. But 
And, of course, Carrie does because she's extremely flawed. But for the most part, she's just – she, like, cares about her friendships more than she cares about anything on the planet. And yeah. I felt – like, I know this episode is nonsense, but, like, she's holding Miranda's yeah, hand. Really and she's mm-hmm. such a good friend. She go- mm-hmm. And she shows up and there's a dead body and she's never seen a yeah. dead body Carrie's before. Carrie's never seen a dead body. And she's body. like, yeah. And Miranda's like, shut up. And we just see, do this. we see the guy. We yeah. see Will, the date she was supposed to go on. That was a funny bit. So yeah. funny. Well, so I, funny. I, I will say something about that guy's performance was a little stiff. <laughs> <laughs> but Carrie, Carrie recognizes as she and Miranda walk up to the casket. She, it, it, Joe's referring to how funny it was. Carrie goes, oh, he's cute. Yeah. Miranda's like, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. What a wasted opportunity. Because look at this. Look at this guy. And so it, he was organized enough to like have a will. Oh, I love yeah. that Miranda yeah. thinks about that. She's like, he put aside money for his this. funeral, for a little cocktail, little reception, whatever, in yeah. the event that he were to die yeah. suddenly. I and love how on Sex in the City, even Awake, like, sort of has an after party. Yeah, like, like the sort music of and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at, at said after party, um, they, uh, Carrie runs into, what's the guy's name? Uh... uh it's a J word. Jim. 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 Yeah. This is Jim. Carrie runs into Jim, who sort of looks like Bernard from the Santa Claus, all grown up. <laughs> David Crumholtz. <laughs> but yeah. like really tall. David Crumholtz, but really tall. Yeah. yeah. Like David Crumholtz went hair. wide. Yes. He widened out. But if he had talled out, he yes. would have become he this guy. He did go wide. Yeah, he yeah, really bless did. Bless him. But <laughs> so I have you, to David say, Crumholtz. I love... Yeah. I love him in the Santa Claus series oh, probably so much. All that hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he almost bring it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, what was her name? The the elf oh, who gosh. made the hot chocolate. I don't know, but yeah, I man, had some feelings about she's her. She's been around yeah. for hundreds me. of years. Yeah. Yeah. She's much older than you are, Joe. She's yeah. an yeah. old elf. That made me I know feel why you like her because she, she sort of looks like a, a cartoon cartoon like, animal. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, she does. That's Joe's That's type. Ladies, in case you're listening. Yeah, hey, yeah. ladies out there. Um, if you in any way resemble a cartoon rabbit <laughs> or, squirrel, <laughs> or squirrel or like like just like furry animal. Yeah, or yeah. um Roxanne from um, Specifically Goofy movie. Roxanne from a Goofy yeah. movie. Yeah. Can um, we can we then give you're right. a couple yeah. one or two celebrities who you would come to mind? Um Felicity Jones. Yeah. Kate Mara? Um maybe a little bit, but but, yeah. the, but the the first few that come to mind are Felicity Jones, Amelia Clark. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Oh, Rachel McAdams can get this. Yeah. I have questioned so many things about who I am sexually while watching Rachel McAdams perform in every film I've seen her in. Everything they've ever done. Um, She's incredible. So if any of them are out there listening to this or anyone that looks or is If you're in a bar as a lady and you're nervous to approach Joe Gillette. Wait um, and then slip into my DMs. Yeah. So uh, they're at the after party, um, and uh, Jim approaches, and Jim and Carrie dated eight years ago, and uh, boy, is is he just a terrible actor. Yeah, he's bad. Oh, okay. I thought he was just fine. I, I mean, think he's, he's good a, in the final he's a scene. Ball. It, you know he's what a it is? Ball. It like works for how bad. I, I feel like it works for the person that he's playing yeah that he's like but yes because the person he's playing is putting on a show i.e i'm not an asshole yes but he is 
but I think, uh, I guess I, that's maybe giving him too much credit of like that, that was purposeful. And it's more like he's just not that great. I've got the answer for you. I bet he auditioned with the last scene because he's good in the Uh last scene. Yes, you're right. Where he, like, his true colors show. You're absolutely right. And. What everything he was doing prior to that, it was weird. It felt it like ADR. It just felt yeah. really strange. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah, but so Jim. But there is a, a ostensible bibbity bobbity, like a little back and forth that we're supposed to be charmed by. Miranda certainly is. Oh, uh, Miranda, sorry. This is um, this is Jim. We dated like a grillion years ago. Or eight. Miranda, nice to meet you. I'd ask if you two were having fun, but that seems totally inappropriate. It is, and we are. Thanks. Yeah, I think I think what you're reading, and I, I well, what we're all reading, is that you could have just as easily played that scene where Miranda wasn't interested. Yes, that's, that's exactly. Sure. They just decided that yeah, she was. I wasn't. We have to buy it. Though. We yeah. have to buy that we're yeah. trying. Versus being like being. Uh, uncontrollably, all of us are uncontrollably charmed by him. We're not. No. We just yeah. know that Miranda is, so we're like, okay, I guess right. we buy this. Yeah, but that's a really good point because yeah. I, and 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 that might be just part of the frustration of this episode, like moving God, things along a, too that is quickly. Such a good point. Yeah. Um, we as the audience don't buy it, but the yeah. characters do. So yeah. we're like, yeah. okay, I I get what they're we're doing, Carrie, but we're yeah. not. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so so you know, Jim. Hashtag is, I'm with her. Yeah, Jim is supposed to be charming, and and he he gets another drink for Miranda. At which point, Carrie says he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I dated him eight years ago. He was a total. The minute asshole. I broke up with, I we yeah. both knew it wasn't working, but I and so I'm the one who said it, and he started rumor spreading the yeah. works. So when Jim reapproaches, Carrie pieces out, leaving Jim and Miranda alone. Um, and, and again, this is sort of like one of those moments that didn't quite, this is a moment that didn't quite work for me, which is when Carrie, uh, pieces out, it is a very perfunctory moment that felt like a missed opportunity where he basically just says like, here's your drink. I gotta go. I'd love to see you again. And she sort of hands over her card and there's no button there's no like the scene feels awkward when you leave it because he walks away if you'll remember it stays on her and she just sort of like sips her martini alone well i know what they're trying to do because the voiceover tells you again they're telling you what we're supposed to understand not showing us and and teaching it to us in a real way which is that uh carrie's voiceover is something about miranda had turned into one of those desperate women like like carrie's dealing with in her Um, class and I think that was supposed to feel organically like Miranda suddenly is like desperate and I think the logic is meant to be that Miranda is desperate because her date died and so she's afraid of like that there's even more of a ticking time bomb per Joe's point like we were supposed to feel that but I I didn't. I never once yeah. felt like she was desperate. And it would Until be different moment, if she was she like, like pl- she was playing it up. It was meant. It was playing up for comedic effect, but it was just awkward. Where she was like, "Yes, here's my card and um, uh, my s- email and my my phone." <laughs> like it's yeah. weird. It does no. It doesn't read as desperate to me. That not just, until the voiceover that tells you it's meant to be desperate. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. to, 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 it would. It would have. I think it would have played better if he. If she had approached him or, like, he had sort of 
walked away and then she came over to him and was like hey what are you doing yeah 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 you know but it, yeah it did it, uh-huh, I, I didn't even uh-huh. make that I honestly didn't make the connection of the cell phone on the business card thing being desperate until I wouldn't you just have, said it right uh, well now. I wouldn't have except that I was about to say out loud when we were watching it like god be more weird Miranda because she's yeah. being weird and then the voiceover jumps in and says Miranda blah 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 something about desperate she'd become a desperate woman yeah um and that's when I was like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. But it doesn't make sense. So Miranda and Jim then, uh, well, Miranda says to Carrie on their little hand-holding walk and talk, I think he's cute. Maybe he changed. You're different. It was eight years ago. Um, and, and and Carrie gives her blessing. So they go out on their date. Miranda brings up Carrie and he says, I'm a different guy than I used to be. She, she, sa- she says, Carrie wasn't sure that we were going to get along. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, I'm a lot different. I was in a dumb band. Yeah. My hair was really long. Yeah. LOL. Yeah, Uncle Todd's Ass yeah, yeah. That was, was the name the of name his of the band. The name of the band, which yeah. I have to admit, it's a great name for a band. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so he, you know, they're, they're bippity-boppity hitting it off and and then he he brings up that he's not the guy and that's sort of like you know pings miranda like oh well there we go you know like mystery solved yeah he's a different guy now so both people both carrie and i can be correct that yes he was once an asshole but now he's reformed He's no longer Uncle Todd's ass. He's Uncle Todd's gentleman. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, um, that's maybe not better. So uh, <laughs> yep. Miranda tells Carrie this on a phone conversation where I love that it's like sort of directing class, acting class 101, where it's like, if you're in a scene, make sure you have something to do. Yeah, so Miranda's, Miranda's making, making coffee. coffee. She's yeah. tossing and, them scoops into that Mr. Coffee Maker. And Carrie is uh, placing her underpants and her brassiere on her shower curtain. And I just guess, to, to emphasize my encyclopedic knowledge of this fucking show, um, it occurred to me that there's one other time we see Carrie hand washing her delicates and hanging them over her bathtub and it is in season i guess 6b um i think it's the ick factor okay miranda's on the phone with carrie carrie's washing her delicates hanging them up same as this episode and miranda is talking to carrie about miranda shopping for a wedding dress in her lunch hour yeah. and there's women approaching her with like cream puffs that are pink and white yes. and she's like no 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 i have mm-hmm. a child the jig is up um, and that's the same activity Carrie is doing then. So Miranda says, Carrie, he's changed. He proved it at dinner. He told me about Uncle Todd's ass. <laughs> and Carrie's like, what? And she's like, never mind. <laughs> um, and uh, let's all go get a drink together. You'll see. Which is like, this is another like great sitcom setup. Like things have changed. You'll see. Huh. What could possibly go wrong? So uh, Carrie decides, okay, we'll go. The three of them go out to dinner together. And boy, oh boy, Jim. Just not playing it cool. No. Not not even being subtle about it. He wastes no time. No, he really gets right into it with the digs. Yeah. Again, speaking to that this episode just feels a little bit more like a sitcom to me than the show regularly does. Because it's just... This scene is fun. Oh, 
the scene is fun. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I'll also note that there are literally two restaurant scenes in this episode where someone's so loud or inappropriate that other tables look over (laughs) to see what the fuck is happening. It's true. Um, Which, like, never happens on this show. I mean, that is very rare for this show. It's tonally different. Yeah, Um, that's a good point. So, I mean, like, think about, think about the, uh, the movie when Carrie says that Big, she, she, and she and Big, Big. are getting married. Yeah. Charlotte freaks out, and it's this really strange, like, out-of-character moment because the whole restaurant turns around. Yes. Yeah. If this was happening in every episode, like, this episode makes it feel like, oh, it's totally normal to disrupt an entire restaurant to call some guy an a-hole. Yes. Anyway, cart before the horse yeah. here. Um so uh, he just starts digging in on Carrie. Jim can't help himself. He he's going through memory lane, and let's let me tell you, yeah, it, he's got he's got some things. He's got some dirty laundry he, goes, he wants to air he, out. He's like, oh, you know, it's been a long time, and we, but I kept up with your your article. Yeah, and a lot of sex lot in of there. Sex I've in been there. yeah, I've yeah. been re- I've been reading. I know where yeah. you're at. And Carrie. she's like, it, it comes up from time to time. Yeah, yeah. she's like, good natured. Yeah, and then he goes, yeah. "You didn't seem to know a lot about sex when we were dating." Oh yeah. boy! Bam! Here we go! Bam! Books he, a million. And then he literally—it's such a weird, <laughs> such a weird thing to see. He's like, "Sorry, I was joking. I I have bad timing." Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure you okay, okay, you know exactly what you're doing, you asshole. Yeah. You know how I? This is a sort of ancillary, but. When he says, your column sure has a lot of sex in it, and she goes, oh, yeah, it creeps in there. The way that Carrie answers that question is why I never approach celebrities because I feel like they'd be dismissive and mean like that. Mm. If I was like, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. And they're like, yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, that's, But she's, yeah. I think, no, I think her reaction is totally justified because A, she has a history with him of him being an asshole. And B, he's like, a lot of sex in there. Her column is entitled I, Sex in the I City. I totally agree she's, with you. I think she's I being totally, super good-natured about it. She's not being yeah. mean. She's like, yeah, no, I think, no, no, no. I think sex, what it is, I, I can articulate this better, which is she knows what's coming. Yes. And uh, she's uh-huh. like she's sort of, ahead of it. yeah, she's like batting down the hatches or yes. whatever. So what I mean by my celebrity comment is like when a person's like, hey, big fan, the celebrity's like, I know where this Here is going. They're like, I know there, talk there are about that top scene in the five, movie. Top and, five like, things that people approach me with. Which yes. one will it yeah, be? Yes. Like, yeah, they know. That's, that's sort of what yeah, I mean by that. Yeah, but, yes. Um, I hear you. So he just really starts digging in. I'm sure you'll play a clip here of uh, the ways in which he digs in. So I, uh, I lost track of you, but I always read your column. It's really good. Thank you. Maybe I've been wrong. Jim seemed kind, funny, attentive. There's a lot of sex in there. (laughs) It creeps in. You didn't seem to know too much about sex when we were dating. And still an asshole. All right, then. Good to see you. Don't leave. Don't leave. I was joking. (laughs) Stay. I have really bad time. Speaking of which, did you ever hear his band play? No, uh uh-uh. She was too busy going shopping for shoes. No, I do like my shoes. Yeah. They come in handy when you're walking all over people, huh? Hey, Jim, come on. Uh, just reliving happy memories. Carrie doesn't walk all over people. She sure as fuck did with me. Well, maybe that's because you're an asshole. I'm an asshole? She's the asshole. She never called me once after we broke up. That's because you're an asshole. She's the asshole. She's not an asshole. Thank you, sweetie. You know what? Never 
Don't call me again. Oh, you're breaking up with me? Oh, yeah. Ooh, the fancy lawyer lady's breaking up with me like I give a shit. Jim hadn't gotten older or wiser. Once dumped, he would still dump on everyone else. You are such assholes! Wow. Ooh, Yikes. That's Jim. And so, I mean, Miranda, you know, bros before hoes with the woman version. Yeah. She's, she's yeah, right. She's, she's great. Because she really yeah. instantly is like, hey, chill out. And then... She tries to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's great that she um, turns as quickly as she does. And yeah. It's yep. like, she, she doesn't waste any time. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you're the asshole. Yeah. And then they peace out. And... Uh, He's actually, it's really funny when Miranda breaks up with him, his reaction. Yeah. He's like, oh, the big lawyer lady's breaking yeah. up with me like I give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely auditioned with that scene. Yes, yeah. They loved him it's, in that it's scene. It's funny. Yeah, you know he killed it yeah. in the audition. Uh, so the ladies have a great moment out on the sidewalk leaving the restaurant where Carrie just is so, so excited to say I told you so. And it's a really charming moment between the two of them where Miranda calls Carrie an asshole lovingly, mm-hmm. lovingly. Yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's a, that, you know, it's a cute story. Yeah. Line. It's cute. Yeah. Um, I think now with Charlotte and Samantha, we sort of have to tell their stories together. Yeah. Mm, uh huh. Sure. They, they come as a pair. Yeah. They do. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, this episode, we find Charlotte and Trey uh, in the same place we found them the last episode, which His, is having difficulty. He can't get the sails up on that schooner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, we, Joe, you've seen the Rebecca and schooner scene, I yes. suppose. So, yes. yeah. So, yeah. so he, he says he says in this episode, I, I can't get the sails up. The sails have yeah. died. And at the coffee shop, Samantha thinks she knows exactly what's going on here between Trey and Charlotte, which is that there's a Madonna horror complex that Trey is having where he sees his wife, Charlotte, as virginal and sort of not to be touched. And, and that's why he can... They, I like how they said he reads porn. Yes. She says yeah. he reads porn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He re- Oh, he reads it. Oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, for, for comprehension, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, but... You know, I do he, think it's important to mention that before Samantha gets into her whole, like, I've got this figured out, here's, I'm going to help you Madonna whore thing, um, there, we, we do get a couple of scenes of Samantha, like, getting railroaded, like, across her apartment yeah. Yeah. by a, by a fat dick. Yeah. Just, 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 she's just getting pounded. Comically pounded. Yeah. Just comically, it's yeah. very funny. The bed is just on wheels and scooting across the apartment in one direction and then the other. And she's regaling the ladies with her, like, stories of getting just yes, fucked and fucked and expert. fucked. And Charlotte, it does, Charlotte explodes, I forget what order it happens and maybe I'm conflating it, but. Charlotte explodes on Samantha at one point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Um, I was thinking how terrible it would be to be Samantha's downstairs neighbor. for oh Actually, gosh. to share any oh, wall with Samantha yeah, would really be just be yeah. difficult. Really awful. Um, We've seen the effects of that. Like yeah. the, the second movie where yes. uh, right. Carrie and Big are having to, listen, having to choose between what's worse, the baby screaming or yes. Samantha. Or the episode where actually Samantha literally interacts with her next door neighbors who sound really hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're those <laughs> two gross people. I love that storyline. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, so, so you know, Charlotte's kind of seeking advice and at this about what to do about her husband's inability to get it up. 
and and the Madonna horror of it. And meanwhile, Which Samantha's I think is really being insightful so... of Samantha. Oh, totally. I, you know, it seems to be. It seems like she's right on the money. Yeah. yeah, and and Samantha's being sexually explicit, like she always is. But it's it's especially grating on Charlotte because of the problems in in her home life that she's having. And Charlotte just just blows up on Samantha. How can you not know anything about him? You slept with him. I fucked him. He made me come six times. It's good enough for me. Stop it. Why do you always have to talk about sex like that? Because I can. Okay, girl, simmer down. Mommy hasn't had her caffeine yet. I, I can't take this anymore. Oh, hey, frittatas. Sex is something special that's supposed to happen between two people who love each other. Or two people who love sex. Oh my god, you're such a- A what? What am I, Charlotte? When are you gonna learn that you can't just sleep with everything that comes along? Hey, Mrs. Softy, at least I'm getting laid. And you can forget Samba. How can you talk like that about sex? Sex is supposed to- you know, it's be to about mean love and, and Samantha's like, or people, two people who just want to have fun. And uh, Charlotte says, uh, why do you always have to be, or what is it? Like, what? She's sort of like, you're so, you're, you're, you're such a, you're such a, yeah. And, Ooh. and Samantha like, says, what? what? I'm Ooh, such ladies. a what? And, uh, and Miranda and Carrie are hiding behind their menus because yeah. they don't want to get involved. And Charlotte's done. Charlotte's done with Samantha. Mm-hmm. She pieces out of the coffee shop. And, and Samantha uh, says, you can forget Samba. Yeah, because yeah. Samba's this amazing sushi restaurant Samba. they're going to go to. Another um, woman's sushi. Yeah, That's exactly. Later, but yeah. So, um, so Charlotte, uh, despite the fact that she gets in a fight with Samantha, still takes Samantha's advice and takes Carrie along with her to pick out some lingerie mm-hmm. so that Trey will stop seeing her as so virginal. And I think um, Carrie's being kind of an asshole. She's like, just because tr- you're trying to get Trey to see you more sexually doesn't mean I need to. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. Be a girlfriend and help your girlfriend. Yeah. Carrie yeah. expresses that there? a few times throughout the series, like, that she doesn't want to help people pick out sex clothes like that. I'm like, I don't... Yeah, I don't get that. Quit yeah. being a bitch about it. Help yeah. Charlotte pick out something that's sexy. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, you I, selfish I, brat. Yes. I love Carrie Bradshaw. I'm totally yeah, a Carrie. And that's why, why I, I think, hate this moment so But that's much. why I think that, again, just to be a little frustrated with this episode, they they did something out of character for Carrie and service of a joke that isn't even really that good, which is, I don't need to see it. Yeah. That, that the reason you bump against that is because it's not, that's not Carrie. That's, yeah. not that's right. It is nature. meant to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's not the kind of joke that I think she would make either. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yes. That must be why it bothers me. Yeah. And what's the moment where she's, she, uh, Charlotte then says, "Like I don't need a lecture. I've like I don't need a lecture today." Yes, yes. And so that was for them to have the bit where she's like, you know, two lectures that I like was unsuccessful at. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And did like I they didn't think they're like being oh was... so clever, but it doesn't. I'm yeah. not sold on yeah. those moments. Yeah. Um. And and so Char- what Charlotte ends up doing, uh, sort of as as a replacement for the coffee shop. Is she catches up with some old sorority gal pals <laughs> who are all married now, and there's sort of the like, you know, Samantha, Miranda, Carrie versions of these, you know, very like pearl clutching mm-hmm. um, sorority Debutantes. women, who are, yeah, who are all married now and all very hoity-toity and proper and prim, 
and one of them uh, just looks like an old mummy, <laughs> as does. opposed to a brand just, new mummy. Yeah, brand new mummies are totally this different. Like an old, this is an yeah, old this is right out of the sarcophagus, <laughs> yeah. right out of the mummy factory. Recently exhumed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Charlotte, you know, the the ladies are admiring Trey's physique and how handsome he is, and uh, you know they oh on a, a physical. Photograph. Yeah, literally yes. passing we around a photo. We should say they're yeah. passing around a photo, probably from Charlotte's wallet. Yeah, because this, this is the year two thousand. Yeah. yeah, and one of these ladies goes particularly blue by saying, "You know, <laughs> when my husband and I first got married, we never got out of bed." But that's as far as one should be yeah. taking yeah. a yes. sexual anything else as would Charlotte be impropriety. Yeah. And Charlotte's had a few cocktails. Yeah. So instead of being um, what they would consider to be appropriate. Yeah. She says, my husband can't get it up. Yeah. And they're like, Charlotte, And they all Charlotte. clutch their pearls. <laughs> they yeah. They're yeah. like, don't go any further, yeah. Charlotte. Don't. And then I would say this is like one of the best things, be- best pieces that it I've is, seen. It is, which is frustrating that it's in, in this, this episode. episode. Her, because her, it's so good. Yeah, her moments in this episode are very, very good. Yes. And it's a shame that it's in this episode. It's but she goes on this tear that's like, she finally vents to these women um, who are not prepared to hear what she's going to say, but we get this like really real moment where Charlotte is like, I'm so frustrated, Charlotte. I mean, don't you ever just want to be really pounded hard, you know? Like when the bed is moving all around and it's all sweaty and your head is knocking up against the headboard and you feel like it might just blow off. Damn it, I just really want to be fucked, you know, just really fucked. I just want to be fucked. Like, yeah. Don't you ever just want to be like pounded really hard? Yeah, yeah. Just where your head's bumping up against the headboard. You think just it's gonna really pop out. fucked yeah. and fucked and fucked. And yeah. they're like, Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Kristen Davis is incredible. Well, She's great. well, you know, we have made the observation before that it's really interesting that your most conservative characters on TV shows are often the ones you see doing the wildest things mm. because it's out of character and we love seeing people yes. do yeah, things disparate. that's not comfortable for them. Yeah. Um, so in a lot of ways, I think we see crazier stuff from Charlotte um, than the other ladies who are more more sort of progressive in their sexuality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's fantastic in that scene. And then... Um, and, and the point of it, of course, is that... In her group of college sorority sisters from Kappa Kappa Gamma, she is realizing she's the Samantha. Yeah. She is she the wants Samantha to get of the fucked. group. Yeah. yeah. And uh, meanwhilst, uh, Samantha is is having a drink. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She's shopping, mm-hmm. shopping for a scarf. And uh, she trades barbs with a southern woman, uh, sort of a... Um, Grace under fire type. So many moments yeah. of this old lady laugh, you think they're both dying. Yeah. yeah. Done and done. Done and done. Everything about Thank this you for the is Grace ridiculous. under fire reference. My mother, yeah. my mama used to love that show. Wow. Sure. But so, so Samantha trades uh, bars with so. this sort of Southern Samantha. And uh, she's like, I'll give you the scarf if you show a lady where she can get a cocktail in a dark bar. Yeah. And I Samantha think it was like just a goes, stiff drink in a dark yeah. bar or something. Yeah, Samantha just goes, 
done and done and we all laugh because it's just so easy like yeah. this just so this I, is what i'm talking about it's yes. just so i don't i also silly. i feel like but i feel like that's very it is silly but it's also true to samantha's character and very untrue to like i'm not gonna meet a stranger shopping and be like i'll take you to a bar yeah, let's go get instant. drunk like, yeah what the it's fuck? like well, I, I was gonna do a thing after i, this. I, I like, always have right plans <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm shopping, I'm on a mission. So yeah, like, that's, oh, that's not going to work. That's correct. Out. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but you're not a fabulous PR executive like Samantha. So maybe true. she does go to stores wondering what the world's going to serve to yeah. her on mm-hmm. a on a filthy southern old lady platter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Samantha and Miss Sugarbaker uh, <laughs> go to. Oh, Alec, you are incorrigible. They go get a stiff drink in a dark bar, and Samantha is just loving this woman. They're both completely vivacious and over the top, and full of spirit and sexuality Vim and, and vigor. We're meant to yeah. understand that Samantha is coming off of the wave of like feeling ostracized or judged or something by Charlotte because yes. Charlotte's like. Don't be such a, you're such a, and Samantha's like, what, Charlotte? Yeah. And so we're meant to understand that Samantha's refreshed Samantha's by at this home woman. with another woman yeah. who's as outgoing and yeah. outspoken about yeah. her sexuality. No shame. Like yeah. And so she's like, I'm going to take you to Samba, but I, but it's a, you know, it's a reservation for four. And so uh, <laughs> Southern Samantha, Miss Sugarbaker, looks over to the, uh, to the corner of the bar and sees two gentlemen who sort of like nod with their stouts. Don't they both seem like 23? Yes. Or is that just me? They've got tall glasses like of something. beer. Yeah. And uh, of course, Miss Sugarbaker says, done and like. done. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's that totally awkward thing where these guys... Uh, cannot speak because yeah. then they'll have to be paid extra. Yes. <laughs> so it's like this awkward thing. Yeah, God. <laughs> Joe's having a real they moment They can't here. speak, but they can be blown under a table. Yeah. <laughs> the, do you imagine that this man is cast as a featured extra yeah. and he gets to have Mrs. Sugar Baker <laughs> under the table bobbing for his dick. Bobbing for apples. Literally the table is being yeah. hit by her head up and down. It's incredible. And Samantha has this epiphany where she realizes that there is a line yeah, that she, even she, she has a won't line. cross. Maybe yeah. she's the Charlotte in this situation. Yes. Womp womp. Yeah. Yes. So God yeah, bless but her. yeah, that, she leaves. She leaves the bar. So and the woman's like, the, the woman's like, oh, the cold war here because her mouth is full forget of about dick. Samba. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be like Samantha and occasionally just yell at my friends, and you can forget Samba. <laughs> yeah. Can we please? Seems start like fun. That? We'll start doing that. Oh gosh. So uh, you know what? What ends up happening is there's that the, probably the most real scene of the episode yeah. is. Uh, Charlotte uh, walks into her bedroom as as Trey's reading, getting ready for bed in this very see-through negligee. We saw nerves. Yeah, we saw Charlotte's nerves, which I forgot. It's one of yeah. It's one of only two times that we see uh, her breasts that we see that we see Kristen Davis. I like to imagine Kristen Davis felt like it was important. I think so too. Oh, she definitely. I think so too. Um, And uh, Charlotte, uh, she is trying to arouse her husband and have him see her not just as a virgin, but as a sexual 
creature. She's There's not nothing Madonna. wrong with she's that. She's not a whore. She's yeah. his wife. She little bit, that him. little bit annoyed by that line. The, uh, I'm yeah. not a Madonna. I'm not a whore. That was a little like, on the nose. It was. These, I have to say, these scenes, we've seen these scenes in movies and television before. Yeah. And it's, I know that it happens in real life. And it always makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Because the idea of like him looking at her, the, the, the cliche of, of what are you wearing yes. and the what are you doing. Yes. Like that, like the, the pointing out the obvious, making yes. someone feel sh- shame or uncomfortable for their body and their sexuality and yep. trying to be sexy. Yep. When someone's trying to be sexy and someone points out that they're trying to be sexy, it's yes. like so excruciating. Yes, to me. It, it is. That, yeah. it, that and, and you could sort of feel the writer was like trapped in a corner of like, well, how did, how do I make this scene work? Like, what would Trey say? Yeah. I also think that um, it's speaking of like the uncomfortableness of of pointing those things out. It's it it also puts pressure on Trey to get it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I mean, thank God this is TV where he sure. he or can just, just get it up. Have but a like boner. you know, I mean, she could do that, and he could be like. Sorry, it's Sorry, not happening. It's still like, not you know, it's still a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's the magic of TV. Now yeah. I'm just being an asshole. No, just it's like Jim. No, um, it's true though. Yeah. It's a good point. It's um, like, yeah, because like if that really because you're rooting for her. Yeah. Yeah. So you need the result. You need yes. it to pan out. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like it would be so deflating that you. Would, if he was like, yeah. yes, this is incredible. But I still. But yeah. 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 So she she loses the negligee. She does, and we see her breasts. We see her breasts, and he's still kind of like, and then she starts touching herself. We get like a slow movement of the hand down. We get an insert shot of her belly, yeah, and the hand creeping down the belly, yeah. And then he says, "What are you doing?" Yeah, (laughs) and she says. I'm touching myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, does. good. So okay. we get to see it and they tell us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's kind of hot. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And, then, and you can tell that he's like starting to get aroused yeah. by that. Yeah. Which is, I think, you Which know, he indicates by looking down at his penis. Yeah. yeah. Looking down and looking back <laughs> And then his eyes actually bulge out of his head and reach towards They're her. And there was a sound in the background. They went, Aruga! Yes, that's correct. Um, that's how we knew. And But what I think is really interesting is, this is something I think very realistic. Which yes. is, they had a, a breakthrough. Yes. Um, you know, these things happen in yes. relationships. Sure. There's yeah. a lot, like, sexual dysfunction is a real thing. Yes. It can happen to people in a lot of different ways. And so Trey probably, I'm sure in his mind, is maybe thinking, like, you know, this is going to be a problem for me forever. And and mm-hmm. in this moment, yep. spontaneously, they find, like, a thing that works for him. Yep. Oh, I really like watching yeah. my wife do yep. this thing. Yes. And... So it it's it's like you know it's sexy but it's also I feel like real and and yeah, interesting totally. and yes. intimate and great and yeah they, and it shows Charlotte's willingness to try whatever she must to yeah. yeah get their relationship on track because she so wants it to work yeah and they have sex for a minute and a half yeah and she calls Samantha yeah someone who will understand someone who will understand and just another example of how this episode doesn't quite work for me because um clearly 
they had nothing scripted uh, because what happens oh, is this, um, this, Charlotte this, says we fucked and Samantha fucked says oh me. good for you which is yeah. funny and in character yeah. and then and then she says did you come and she goes Samantha but they're still talking after that but clearly there was nothing scripted after that no. so yeah. it's just awkwardly it's like the dolly has to finish yeah. passing over them but there's nothing else for and either also, of them to say it yeah. doesn't make logical sense because charlotte called and said she didn't say we did it and then yeah. samantha said did you come and she's like oh yeah. charlotte started the tone of the conversation by saying he fucked me we yeah. fucked yeah she uses the f word which charlotte doesn't use very often yes and so samantha saying did you come isn't that outrageous so for her no. to say oh my god samantha yeah. it's like it just doesn't ring that true. and also there's like a really quick answer to that uh-huh. in real life yeah yes. there's a yes or a no it's there. like oh and why yeah. does propriety yeah. take over for that yeah you know like yes. that's a thing that you don't ask <laughs> right right a lady never tells <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He fucked me, but yeah. that's all. Yeah. So. I won't good tell night. You. <laughs> Hang up. Good I said good, good day. <laughs> Do not push me. <laughs> but uh you know, that so that that was the episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and look It's so kooky. It's it's kooky. There are some fantastic moments yeah. in it. Um and I just I hold Sex and City to a very high standard. Yes. As we as you all should. should. Yes. We all should. I will say though, Carrie SJP looked so good in this. Yeah, episode. she did. Her yes. eyes with just those clear kinky blue locks, and just flowing down with that middle yes. part. And she sort of, she had that sort of J Lo jumper, that yeah. J Lo oh, early two thousand that pantsuit jumper, jumper so thing. Good. Oh, and she also had this like heart. Yes, necklace. the yes. necklace mm-hmm. that that w- appeared in a few scenes. Yeah, she yeah. was looking fly. Yeah, and I liked the idea of it. the one thing I liked in her storyline was. The idea of giving advice when you're in a place like she's a single person. Yeah. And she's looking at her relationships and going, well, they didn't really work out. And yet she's giving advice to people. Yes. And I feel like that's a thing that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You can sort of look at your own life and go like, well, gosh, what do I really? But sometimes it takes an outsider's point of view. Yes. You know what I mean? So she does have a unique perspective. Do do we think that it was Samantha and Charlotte, who are the frenemies of this episode? Yeah. 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 Because they really do have that moment where Charlotte says, like, I need a break from her. Yeah. Like, they're not... They they are at completely opposite ends of the spectrum and then yeah. realize that they have a little something in yes. common. Yeah. So I think yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Joe, it was so lovely to have you. Oh, God. It's always... It was really a, just a it's treat. such a pleasure. Any, anytime. Um, never tell me if you come. Yeah. I, I, no, like, it's inappropriate. Is, Don't even uh, ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it's a question like a fourteen year old yeah. ask. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like you had sex. Did you come? I can't. <laughs> that's also I. That's also such a um, sadly like a, a, a just a woman thing. Yes. <laughs> well, I was about like to a... say. I think I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say like, yes, I, I hear your point, Alec. But at the same time, like. That's kind of a genuinely invested question for Samantha to ask because women don't always, and sometimes it's hard, uh, no pun intended. But for Charlotte, like, you know, Samantha knows how difficult the road has been to get to this point. She she doesn't know. Carrie knows because of the voiceover, but Samantha doesn't know how long they had sex for. 
All she knows is he fucked me. Like, Samantha wants to know, icing on the cake. Did yeah. you yeah, have yeah, an yeah. orgasm? Have because let's face it, ladies. Oh, oh. I guess. That's what Samantha wants to know. I guess. I, I love that. Um, if a guy was asking another guy, it would be, did she come? Yeah. And the answer would be, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One hopes that that's what happens in the conversation with guys. Let me just say it. I, yeah. Hope, yeah. That's, I hope that's what guys are saying because I hope that that's the And the my care. answer would be... That is an inappropriate question. <laughs> Stop thinking about the girl that I'm sleeping with yeah. and that and state her of vagina. ecstasy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the usual question for guys is like, was it good? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, you say, you make something up. Like, yeah, yeah it was. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, You guys, this was fun. So much fun. Um, we had a great time. And until next time. Carry, carry on. on.